to the poster podcast this is cyrus i'm here with i guess he's finals k but you know now he's almost postseason k counter chama um how are you doing counter i'm good man actually for this show i'm championship k for all reasons <laughs> championship k let's, championship just, let's k. just remind everybody you know uh, here on the poster podcast counter chama is the kind of guy who he supports teams and then he supports players and then he'll switch allegiances but his heart is always with basketball Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I'm so a happy and sad man, Cyrus. I'm a happy and sad man at the moment. Well, I mean, look, we've got a lot to talk about here. We're going to be talking about Game 6 of the NBA Finals, the fact that it was the closeout game, the game that the Milwaukee Bucks won. They won the NBA Championship. Giannis Attendokounmpo is a champion. So is Tanasa Attendokounmpo. Uh, and they joined their brother, Kostas Attendokounmpo, who was also a champion last season. Um, lots to discuss in this particular one. This will be the championship edition of the podcast. Um, for all of you listening, thank you so much for being a part of this post-up podcast journey with us. We we love going through the season with you um, because NBA basketball is just incredible. And, um, you know, the love of it is just what keeps us going. Now, Kaunda, it's been a tough year for a lot of these guys uh, in the NBA. We ended up with the Phoenix Suns facing the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals. We've obviously done our previews for the previous games, but let's let's recap what went down in Game Six. I think it it has to go down as one of the most incredible displays of individual brilliance from a player on a basketball court for a very long time. Now I know you're a LeBron James fan, so obviously mm-hmm. your mind goes back to when LeBron was doing these things against the Warriors. Um, <laughs> what what were your thoughts? Um, while you were watching Game Six, Cyrus, um, I, I, I'm just gonna like do a high level review of it. At first, I was worried because the the, the first quarter was, was quite shaky. It, it it looked like it was a game one, like everybody's just feeling each other out, and and you know a lot of turnovers are being made. But then I thought, no, I think people are nervous. Uh, you know, the the Bucks are nervous in that they don't want to go to Phoenix because. You know, lightning rarely strikes the same place twice, right? And then yeah. obviously the, the Suns are like, oh my word, we are in Wisconsin. And if we lose, it's going to be a long journey back. And for mm. one, Devin Booker, it's going to be a long flight to Tokyo. But anyway, <laughs> Cyrus, as I, as, yes. I, as, I, as I watched this finals, I saw the emergence of superstar Yanis Atatakupo. I know we, we've known he's a superstar for a while. But I think this morning, in the early hours of the morning, Central Africa time, he cemented that that, that positioning as a superstar. So I was like, yeah. I belong in the upper echelon. Because, you know, it, it took me back to uh, when Kobe scored 60 in his final game, in, yeah. in his last game of his career. And, and I'm watching Yanis, like, score 20 points, score 30 points, score 40 points. I'm like, okay. We expected him to score 30 something in order to keep these guys winning. But he's going for 40. Oh, wait a minute. Now he's going for 50. I mean, if he didn't miss, uh, like, he, he missed two free throws in it? Yeah. If, if, if those two free throws had gone in, he would have had 52. Cyrus, and I'm glad there was no counting down because I think he was able to focus on his free throws. Because he, he, he actually did look very focused 
and and, and nothing. I, I think I, we've mentioned this before, Cyrus. To me, I saw one man wheel a team to a championship. He, yeah. He 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 he. Supporting cast showed up. I'm, I'm glad that happened. He, he, even like Bobby Portis, who I expected might chip in eight, nine. He was in double figures, Cyrus. Uh, Chris Middleton looked focused. Oh, the defensive prowess of Drew Holiday. Drew I'm Holiday. sure the Bucks, he was the Bucks are happy. I mean, Drew Holiday but was absolutely the pits. But on, defense, but on defense, but on defense, he was a problem. And I think sometimes when your offense is not working, what do they say? The best offense is good defense, right? And, and I think that, that's what he did. He just flipped and said, look, if that shot is not falling today, things are not clicking. But you know me on the defensive side. I can still, I, I, I can disturb. I can, I can make shots very tough. So Cyrus, in a nutshell, I know I've gone around the corner and back again. But what I saw is one man's determination to 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 will that team to another championship after 50 years. I think he had Kobe on the mind. Kobe told him, "Yeah, MVP." Do your thing but now it's time for you to start chasing that championship and and, yeah. and here he is cyrus 2020 2021 season champion yanis antetokounmpo cyrus he, he took it all incredible finals mvp at cyrus yeah. his face that's his first championship and he gets finals mvp in his first championship and and, and deservedly so i think let's Okay, let's go into Giannis here because, you know, I think we'll do a bit of a deep dive into the stats just now. But, you know, his, his 50 points were really just an assortment of absolutely everything that he does well. And in some cases, even some of the stuff he doesn't do well because he did hit at least one three-pointer. He was one of three from three-point range. Um, yep. And, you know, when you look at it, I mean, he, he shot a better three-point percentage than Chris Middleton, who was one of four. And he's supposedly a shooter. So everything Giannis was attempting just went through. He, he, and the other thing that was really impressive, okay, so 50 points, 17 of 19 shooting uh, free throws, uh, which gives him a sort of 89.5% free throw percentage. He had 14 rebounds. He had five blocks. He had two assists. Giannis was absolutely everywhere. You're just, you know, altering shots, blocking shots on the defensive end making sure he was a presence you know for for his teammates to work off he was there in screens um he was grabbing rebounds i mean Giannis, i think has led this entire series in offensive rebounds uh both teams uh in this particular game he had four offensive rebounds so of his 14 four of them were on the offensive glass and he was just incredible he was everywhere so when you looked at what he needed to do for this team it was literally everything because they scored a total of 105 points. Of those yep. 105 team points, he scored 50. That's almost 50% of the team points came from one man. It's unbelievable. And I think this is one of the things where Giannis, I think I told you in the last podcast and, and you know, just as we were um, going into game five, Giannis looked like he was as focused as he's ever been. And as fit as he's ever been. This is a guy who came back from a hyperextended left leg um, and left knee, sorry. And um, he just he just was phenomenal. So when you look at a performance like that, um, I saw some of the pundits saying, this means Yanis Adetokounmpo is most likely going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, two-time MVP and finals MVP and a champion, I think that that might do it. 
Defensive player of the year as well. Defensive player of the year. Most improved white. as well. So, Cyrus, I, I, I mean, I, I'm no longer questioning the possibility that he's he's definitely a Hall of Famer. I mean, what he has achieved for his franchise in eight years. Um, I know when you talk about it, eight years seems like a long time, but if you actually look at it, eight years is actually six years because your first year you're a freshman, you're literally just yeah. running around trying to find your spot. Unless Team. somebody, unless you come in like a, a Luca Doncic or, 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 or a Trey Young, you know, where you're uh, you're thrown into leadership, uh, leadership, that like like your Jam and them, but he came in as a, a proper rookie, you know, where there were big guys at the squad and he yeah. had to earn his stripes. Uh, and then second year, you're a freshman. You know, you're still they're still feeling you out, putting you there. I mean, he was picked what 15th, yeah. so he wasn't even a, a high pick. So, um, Cyrus, uh, I mean, lottery, yeah. The, the, this is this is a Cinderella story or sort. I mean, it's not as if he was picked 30th or 50th, but still, he wasn't picked top 10. And, yeah. and, 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 if, and if you see what he's managed to do at Milwaukee, I mean, we've seen uh, different iterations of that team while he's been there. But mm. still, uh, he's him and Chris Middleton. I think they're both eight-year vets there, yeah. and uh, and what, they've stuck they've stuck it out. I I was actually personally quite worried to see if they don't make it deep into the postseason this season. I I, I saw Coach Bird departing. I also envisioned Yanis maybe requesting a trade, but. Uh, I, I don't know. Those are just suppositions from my side at the moment because what came to happen is something yeah. so spectacular, Cyrus. I mean, I mean, who? I mean, that's Jordan-esque. The the fifty yeah. points yeah. in a finals game, Cyrus. And we're talking offensive. I mean, defensive presence. On top of that, offensive presence. This mm -hmm. man. The Anis right now, Cyrus must be in deep sleep. I'm telling you, that body is spent. <laughs> There was also the champagne and the cigars after that, but you He's know, dead. like just from the game itself, I was looking at Yanis and thinking, if Yanis starts looking like the way you, you know uh, Jimmy Butler looked in last year's finals was yeah. in Game Five, where he was just like, guys, I have left it all on the floor, blood, sweat, <laughs> tears, plasma, everything. everything. Even the tear ducts are down there, like <laughs> left everything. He was everywhere. Cyrus, there was a one point I was actually asking myself, I said, are there two Yanises there? You know, well, maybe they... You thought they might be. <laughs> I thought they had clothed the guy, you know, they had one playing on the defensive end and one doing offensive stuff. He yeah. was just... And, and the thing is, if you look at a lot of the stuff he did, Cyrus, it looked effortless. And, and I know we're in the euphoria of him winning the championship and we might look like we're, we're exaggerating, but... Go and look at some of the blocks that he pulled off. They looked kind of effortless. It's like yeah. he had this impeccable timing. Like, like you know the way lions hunt? I was like, this but, young man is on the year, right? This fire. Is why you but, absolutely, absolutely. And 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 and, and of, of all the things, uh, this this is crazy. It, 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 me, it was also the free throws. To me, the like the way they were falling. I was just like, oh my word. If May says. Have not you, ordered extra humble pie tonight. They never will. <laughs> Somebody said um, he went from Shaq to Steph Curry overnight. Uh, you know, for the free throw shooting, because I mean, to shoot that percentage is insane. This is a guy who's been struggling from the line 
pretty much his entire career then to go 89.5 percent from free from the free throw line being sent there as almost a tactic by the suns to say okay mm. fine we know he's a bad free throw shooter and they rude the day i mean you take away those um 17 free throws and Giannis is you know he's not hitting 50. so no he's not even like, hitting 40. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're looking at like 50 53 uh sorry 33 points and that oh. wouldn't have been enough uh and then you know the bucks would have been in real real deep trouble but i think we also have to talk about i mean we're going on and on about Giannis, and we really should he has been incredible but this is really also a, a cost uh that they've assembled here in milwaukee that did what needed to be done especially on the night and one guy in particular bobby portis who is so hugely underrated and you know almost written off actually weighs in with 16 massive points in this particular game hitting two clutch free uh three pointers he went six of ten from the field he was 60 percent hit both of his free throws he grabbed three boards he was just all over the show and his energy just really lifted the entire arena you know i mean they called for him to be interviewed in the in, in the on-court interview afterwards with a chanting bobby mm -hmm. Bobby, he, he he represents the blue collar nature of Milwaukee. And that's the kind of, of identity this team has built is that they're not a super team by any stretch of the imagination. They've done this the way the NBA wants you to construct a team. You draft well, you develop your players, you hope that they become something special. And then you bring some, some, some good talent on board to try and fill out the roster. And that's what they've done. Um, I know we'll talk about the Suns on the other end, but Portis really was exemplary, and I think he showed that when you've got the right cost, you can win not just games, but championships. Because Giannis mm -hmm. had 50 points. You had Chris Middleton ended with 17 points on the night. Drew Holiday had 12 points. And Portis, out of nowhere, had 16 points. Nobody else scored points, really, apart from Brook Lopez, who had 10. Um, and that's it. The other guys just contributed in terms of trying to get rebounds, you know, um, stop the other players from, from doing what they do naturally. Do you think that this kind of Buck's scheme of doing things is the way it should give heart to a lot of the sort of, sort of smaller market teams, you know, like your Memphises or uh, or even Phoenix themselves to say, well, look, maybe we just need to retool a few things here and there, but we can be back. Look, Cyrus, uh, yes and no. Yes, because it happened, right? And a, a lot of things had to happen for there to be a, a Phoenix-Milwaukee final. There are a lot of injuries uh, and a lot of things that happened at other teams that 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 created this environment but not to take away the hard work the two teams put in and and, and i'm just going to mention uh, bobby portis here bobby portis to me cyrus like you said he, he's an example of that role player that winds up in the right environment uh i mean i heard him in his post uh game interview talking about departure from the the bulls and i think he went through some sort of depression because uh I, I i think he didn't know exactly where his final destination was for a while and then you know he, he he winds up in milwaukee but if you look at bobby portis especially in this series he was the ultimate hype man for yeah. everybody not I just mean, for yanis not just for chris he was the, the hype man for he's everybody because he's not the nurses but yeah he was he's not the nurses but you know when he was going he was screaming come on 
that yeah. reminded me of a young Chris Bosch. Remember when Chris Bosch used to really get worked up and he would yeah. get the Miami Heat also worked up? That was him. I mean, he even got a tech, I think, because yeah. he did some sort yeah. of funny trot up and down was, the court. He was, he was almost mocking Jay Crowder's falling over himself. And, yes, and the rest of four he was but he he, he was in in his elements Cyrus. when you're like we are getting this you know yanni says we're getting it i believe we're getting this and if everybody else maybe doesn't 100 percent believe it my energy is going to transfer to these guys and we're going to get what we came here to get and what else i can also contribute 16 points cyrus yep. you mentioned it blue collar role player he was in there down and dirty got himself to the charity stripe you know, put up some, some some rebounds, scored some some key baskets that shook up the, the Suns. Uh, Cyrus, I I think you know when we say that cliche when the stars align, that, that's mm -hmm. exactly what happened this morning. It there, there was no way there was going to be a game seven, especially yeah. the way it started. I, I know in the second quarter the the Suns looked like they were they're closing it. They even took a five point lead for a while there. Beginning of the half, but but Milwaukee, oh, Milwaukee was like, listen. We, we we're not gonna let you do to us in our room or in our house what we did to you in your house that and cyrus you and i did mention this before if you remember that the road win is going to be a determining factor here because it's going to be such a momentum swing that, that that whoever loses at home i i think might lose it uh all at the end and i think yeah. fortunate enough for the bucks the suns lost at home and and they were literally walking into a lion's den hoping not to be swallowed whole put up a great fight but it was the bucks night cyrus I, I, I mean everything was on their side fans ripping their t-shirts like the, the incredible hulk <laughs> Even paperweights hulk. paperweights giant paperweights it, it was it was just theirs to 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 win cyrus right. I, I i tip my hat off and 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 I'll say it again. Yanis was on fire, Cyrus. You, you, I mean, you, you can't fault anything he did. I mean, nah, missing is natural. He had, he had some misses in there, but, but he, he, I mean, he needed to put up fifty for them to win, and he put up fifty for them to win, That's and it. that is it. And, and I think you know, you, you hit it right on the head there. You, you nailed it on the head counter that whatever needed to be done, Yanis did it. You know, apart from maybe even coach the team or drive the team bus, you know, he would have done it all if, if it had been asked of him. Um, but but let's, let's look at the Phoenix Suns though, because I think that's something that we have to look at. And there's a counterpoint to every narrative. For, for every champion, there's a runner up. And they are spectacular runners up in this particular instance because nobody expected them to to really end the season where they didn't in in the regular season then to have the run that they did in the postseason eliminating some of the biggest teams in the competition you know, when you look at the lakers they took out they took out uh, the jazz and if i remember correctly they took out the clippers so you know all of that really points to you know a team that that knew what it was doing knew what their plan was and executed that plan perfectly and after the first two games of this of, of these finals you thought okay this is definitely going the way we expected it to but um lo and behold that is not the way things would would work out you know um uh, all the way through sorry i said that they they, they beat the jazz they beat the the, the nuggets my bad mm -hmm. but the thing is when you go 2-0 up and you've got the momentum losing game three and game four becomes a really tough ask 
because what you want to do is get into a position where you're you've got three wins on the board the first team to three generally will be the ones that that get to four and um i think that's where the sun sort of let it slip is that they should have tried to steal game three they were i think that was the one where they were completely out of it game four was a lot closer and that was the one you know game three actually switched everything up for the bucks because you know the Suns basically arrived there and showed up and they were like oh yeah we're here to play but pff, we're not really feeling it so whatever happens happens <laughs> you know i mean it was a 20 point blowout you know and 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 yeah. the craziness that when you look at the first two games the Suns won the first game 118 105 which is a 13 point win they win game two, 118, 108, which is, you know, a 10 point win. And then they go and lose by 20 points in game three. And that showed the Bucks that actually what they do well is enough to completely annihilate these guys. Game four rolls around, a different Suns is there. Booker is in his bag. He's doing what he needs to do. I think it's the game he drops 40 points. And they still lose, you know, in, in game four, it's like 109, 103. And that's where the Bucks are like, okay, hang on. We've hit on something here. I think we can replicate this. And game five comes one, two. They, I mean, they score one, two, three. How's that by the numbers versus the Suns one nineteen? But that really comes down to um, Drew Holiday's uh, strip, the alley oop to Giannis, and the end of that game, basically saying we know we're in the ascendancy here. Um, so the Suns in game six, looking at the numbers. You had Chris Paul leading the way with 26 points. Mm -hmm. He was 11 of 19 from the field. He had one of two three-pointers, and he was three of four from, from the line. Devin Booker is the next man up with 19 points, but Book was atrocious. He was eight of 22, Counter. Eight of 22 from the field. Zero of seven from three-point range. I mean, so 36%, 36.4% from field goal range, zero percent from three from seven attempts and he made his free throws this guy was just he, he just i don't know if it was the moment the defense everything he just couldn't get going and and that's really the major the major problem because most of their point scoring as a team came from the likes of devon booker chris paul and then the other role players playing their part and they didn't come through and, and that's almost expected in a away game right um, let, I mean, let, let, let me tell you something, Cyrus. Uh, I think Coach Bird had the Suns figured out even before this game got started. Let me tell you what happened. Most of the scoring was coming, the limitless scoring. The only person who could have also got 50 points was Devin Booker. You've seen him get 60 points. I think it was even 62, if I'm not mistaken. You, you, you've seen him score. I, I, I don't know if it's Clay Thompson that had 62, but anyway, you've seen him get 60 points, if not 60 plus, yeah. right? I'm sure Coach Bud knew that if we limit Booker, CP3 is an older statesman. He, 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 he's got a limit. He, he's going to shoot and he shoots from the elbow. So, so he's got a limit. He's going to reach, he's going to reach his ethics and then he's not going to be able to go any further. So, so, so the key is to actually limit Devin Booker. He's the young buck. He's the one that can put up 40, 50, 60. If oh, he's good. I score 70 points. Yes. So Cyrus, what they did, if you noticed, Drew Holiday was going at him. Yanis was going at him. Bobby Portis was going at him. Uh, uh, T PJ Tucker was going at him. Chris Middleton was okay. going at him. They threw almost everything they could 
at, at Devin Booker. And the secret to this, because the mistake um, the, the Bucks have been making in this series is letting, maybe falling into like a 15-point hole, a 12-point hole, yeah. then spending the rest of the game trying to dig themselves out of that while Booker makes breakfast, lunch, and dinner out of these yep. guys. Now, what they did right in this this game was like to limit him to single digits in the first quarter, whereby taking him off his game, like, oh my word, how do I have such few points? Because if you remember, for most of the the first quarter, those teams had more turnovers than points. It was such a, one of the lowest scoring first quarters I've watched in NBA Finals history. Cyrus, so you limit David Booker, you, you, you make sure he doesn't get, he doesn't catch fire. What, what they were doing was they were letting Devin Booker get a bit warm. Then they were shutting him down. They did yeah. not let him get hot. And that was the key to success for me, Cyrus. I think Coach Bud was like, there's no way Devin Booker's you getting hot to tonight. It, everybody's who has a, a, a defensive bone in their body has to get at him. The, we're switching except, up at him. If he, Brooke Lopez, who he was chowing for. for no, no, but... <laughs> Brook Lopez Cyrus moves with the Kaunda Chama kind of speed these days. You know, he's he's seen faster I days. I sympathize with the guy. I have seen faster days. Yeah. You know, Chuck. <laughs> uh, you know, this is an NBA player here, though, and and, and that's it. Devin Booker knew he he'd be able to get his space and whatever. And that actually is what cost the Bucks in the earlier games in the finals was that mm. Brook Lopez was being exposed and exposed badly. And Coach Bud made the adjustments. He made sure that. Lopez was never switched on to Booker and that when they did have switches, they'd have help. So, you know, Booker will will probably be, I mean, he was devastated at the end of this. He wanted it mm -hmm. and he couldn't come up with the goods when it was needed. But mm -hmm. then the other player that really didn't have much of an impact was DeAndre Ayton. And the Bucks did what they needed to do around there, which was getting him into foul trouble really foul early. Trouble, yeah. And once he got into foul trouble, that was it. I mean, he's the only player sort of capable of slowing down Giannis to the level that they'd, they'd be sort of relatively happy with. Um, and Frank Kaminsky had a great game when he came off the, the, the bench to fill in, um, scoring six points. But even then, Giannis was just having his way. And so you look at, at, at Aiton. I mean, Aiton finished with 12 points and six rebounds. I mean, the rebound battle was... A complete mismatch when you look at the total numbers so total rebounds for um the suns they had 37 in the game for the the, the milwaukee bucks they had 53. i mean you, you can't win a game if you don't have the ball cyrus first of all I, I've, got, I've got to give uh, props to uh frank Kaminsky because obviously he hasn't played major minutes in in this series at all but he was a presence there was a time he actually became scary because i love the way frank cuts to the hoop and, and gets gets fed from, from from the guards because he's really good he, yeah. for a guy that size he's rather he's sneaky cool. Yeah, he, he, and his pick and roll game is fantastic. I, I actually got scared a bit that there in the early minutes. I was like, "Oh my word, maybe Frank might be that answer that's gonna upset the Bucks." But obviously, it, it, it's supposed to be DeAndre Ayton's game, and and, and yeah. I think DeAndre Ayton's youth uh, and inexperience shown through because when you get into foul trouble early in such a crucial game, that that puts you off. And you can't really be as aggressive as you want to be because all you do is keep stacking up those fouls, and before you know it, you know they, they have no. You either get ejected or they have no choice but to, to to sit you down for major minutes. But 
another thing is the the Camerons didn't show up that well as well. The two Camerons. <laughs> I, I, I like the way they play when they really show up, especially Cameron Payne. He's lightning fast. He's not as good as a, 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 a as a young Dwayne Wade, but you know I can see he tries to emulate that flashness of a young Dwayne Wade, where he just keeps taking it to the hoop. And when you yeah. you you give him a bit of space on the perimeter, he also attempt a couple of shots from there. So the two Camerons didn't really show up. Jay Crowder was also a little bit MIA at times. I, I, oh. I think. He had a I, I, relatively good game, 15 points, but 4 of 11 is not great, and 2 of 9 not, from the It's not great, but 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 the, I, I think, Cyrus, we can comfortably say, as a package, the Suns were not well-coordinated. It it, 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 it it came down to the fact that they couldn't make adjustments, and, 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 and in-game adjustments, like when things yeah. were getting away from them they couldn't make those nice in-game adjustments because what needed to happen was once you see that book is really being you know guarded well and and they're not giving him good looks like the first two quarters he wasn't really getting any good looks that's why i think yeah. it put him off his game for the, for the for the rest of that game so i think what needed to happen was like who is our other option because chris paul is gonna chris paul you know what i mean he chris paul yeah. he did what he needed to do but when does Cameron Payne decide to step up? Where where does uh, 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 you know well, Cam Johnson? When do they come in and say you know now I'm stepping up? Because but, but this is when does he step up and say I, I, you know I, I have to step in because yeah. if 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 Booker's not going to reach forty points, that balance that takes it to forty points, we need to split it among us and, and score those points so that we win this game. But this is also one of the things behind why it was a bit of a fairy tale for the Suns to get there in the first place. They don't have the personnel. Like, I mean, when you look at it, the only there's two All Stars on that team, um, in Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and um, and those guys are, were expected to do it all. And I think <laughs> the biggest issue really is when you look at the the other guys around them, like Bridges, Mr. Dunk, a two-handed dunk on I his know, own. Cyrus. I, I I thought I was yeah. watching Space Jam New Legacy for a minute there. When I, I was like, did, did, did you just miss a double-handed dunk during a finals game? Real, Unreal yeah. how he missed it. But that's also part of the pressure. And so the thing for me in, in all of this is just the question of what can the Suns do to improve? Because Chris Paul's obviously getting older. He can't be shouldering so much of, of the burden of trying to do the point scoring and the assisting he can do it but you know that shouldn't necessarily be the go-to and if you've only got one real true scorer in devon booker it puts pressure on everybody else and like you said others have got to come to the party the likes of cam mm -hmm. cameron Payne, the likes of cam cam johnson, yeah, johnson uh, yeah. you know, Mikhail bridges but those guys are not proven scorers they're not the guys who you turn to and say we know you can go out there and do this night in and night out they play well when the team's playing well. And when the team's struggling, they struggle too. So everything about them is indicative of what's happening with the organization at the time. When the team is not playing well, those guys don't play well. And I think that's what we saw in this particular game. And that's credit to the Bucks for playing really good defense. But also, mm -hmm. it, it shows sort of the in inexperience that the Suns have. Because see, Cyrus, they are a really young team. 
I, I wanted to say that because when I was working on a piece which I posted earlier on on uh, postopzone.com, mm. uh, I actually remembered that in 2019, uh, the, the Bucks were beaten by Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors yeah. in, in, in the Eastern Conference uh, Finals, right? And then um, last season, they were beaten by the Heat early on. Yep. And, and I'm sure we could have been saying the same thing about certain players that haven't yet, you, you know, come to mm -hmm. be that like they're still young, still inexperienced, much like the Suns team, Cyrus. That's why we're so surprised they made it this far. Those are a yeah. bunch of youngsters that still need to sharpen their skills, that still need to grow into you know into the the, the the nba forms you know like what yanis has done and i think we could have had the same comments in 2019 and 2020 about the bucks because the whole bunch yeah. of guys there a whole bunch of youngsters uh yanis himself is only like what 26 years old you know what i'm saying so 25 yeah. or 24 that, that's that, that's a young player 25 or 24 years old i know some of them like like him and your jamarans are thrown into those leadership positions but i reckon if they keep that uh, sun squad together the potential is there we've seen it it's seen them make it this far and i think with the leadership of chris paul keeping him on a bit longer will go a long way because he is uh, a seasoned player that's played with the best of them and, and he's no, also yes. friends with the best of them and he's been <laughs> with, with coach um uh, Monte, Monte Williams, Williams. Yeah. since he was a, a, a rookie in in the in the old Charlotte Hornets. So sure. I, 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 I think Cyrus, they, they, they can only get better from here because now you can't tell me those youngsters have never played at the highest stakes. They have. So it's going to be nothing new to them, Cyrus. They're going to be back like, oh, we've been here before. We just need to do X, Y, and Z, which we didn't do last time. And maybe we'll have better results. So it's kudos to the Suns, Cyrus. They didn't win it because, like you said, there's always a victor and somebody who gets vanquished in these situations. They don't make two Larry O'Brien trophies for that night. One has to lift it and the other doesn't. So they've been, Cyrus, they've taken that Suns squad against all odds, youngsters, all the way. Cyrus yeah. went to game six. It's not as if they got swept. They did not get well, they kind of got swept. I'm calling it a reverse no. sweep. You, you <laughs> win two reverse sweep. What is this? Karate kid. They won their first a, two games. They won their first two games. Yeah. And, and I think but, this is the thing this, there is a bright future for the Suns team. What they do mm -hmm. in terms of trying to retool it and, and, and make it better, that's that's really up to, to James Johnson and, and, and you know the front office. But they have to do something in order to try and, and and get more value out of the players that they either have or to bring people in who can actually bring them a little bit more scoring. I mean, imagine the likes of the free agents um, who they could sign. I mean, I, you know, I, I love to talk about free agency and, and you know, trying mm -hmm. to bring people in. And, and there's a guy at the San Antonio Spurs who's in his 30s, who's a really good mid-range shooter and hasn't really, he, he left his old team, the Toronto Raptors, before they won the championship in DeMar DeRozan. Ooh. Imagine having, a, you know, somebody that you could call on like that, who's also another scorer. Mind you, the problem being he played the same position as Devin Booker, but yep. there, are, there are players out there who the Suns could really look at and say, maybe we can actually lean on one or two of these other experienced guys to to, to bring us help. You know, what happens with, with Aiton when we need to to either, you know, shift him out, do we have the the right reserves? Because they did suffer from an injury to Dario Saric, which was a big mm -hmm. blow for them. But I don't yes. think Saric would have, have, have really affected the result 
um, to the extent where the Bucks wouldn't have won. Because if Giannis is dropping 50, you're gonna get, you're just gonna receive it, regardless of who's there. They threw everybody. I think Coach Monty almost threw himself under the court and be like, "Look, I'll do it myself." <laughs> so it's it's just one of those where you know Giannis was just on a tear. But um, just to close it off, Counter, um, mm -hmm. I want I want to remind everybody who's listening, and this is something we spoke about a lot when it happened in 2017. Giannis Antetokounmpo's rise to where he is now has been meteoric but has also been very calculated when you think about how jason kidd played him as a point forward and everybody thinking that this experiment was really nuts and what was he doing but it it sharpened his handles it allowed him to get comfortable with the ball especially when he had defenders in his face and that led him to quite a few achievements we mentioned the most improved player of the year award we mentioned winning back-to-back -back mvps we mentioned winning the De defensive player of the year award He's also a multiple uh, um, All-NBA first-teamer, All-NBA second-teamer, All-NBA first def uh, defensive team. And the one distinction that we loved, which was the first player in NBA history to finish the regular season in the top 20 in all five of the major statistical categories of points, mm -hmm. assists, rebounds, blocks, and steals. That says that Giannis Antetokounmpo is one of the most well-rounded basketball players on the planet. He's not just a guy who you look at trying to go forward or a guy who's going to sit back. He mm. does it all. And we saw that in Game 6 and we've seen that this entire season. Kounder, your last words on Giannis. I think uh, James Harden aside, Giannis is... <laughs> Cyrus is, is one of... I mean, for Shaq tweeted him today saying that he can now take on the Superman mantle because mm. I think Yanis is one of those last few players in the league right now who combines the new school and the old school mm. so he, he he can play like an old school player sometimes with his back to the who does his work turns around uh hits a floater or, or young mid-range there but then yeah. again he also has the confidence to, to to shoot from the perimeter even as a big guy uh he's Eurostep speaks for itself he is from europe via africa so he would have that euro step euro nigerio step nigerio step yes nigerio step and and, and cyrus I, I i'm just impressed and, and i'm happy like you mentioned all his accolades and we forget that he was also an all-star captain he was also yeah. an all-star mvp cyrus yeah. He, that trophy cabinet is looking hella attractive in that to the vibranium. <laughs> so so all all I can say is I'm happy this happened this year for him. I mean I mean I mean I'm just hoping the Bucks can do it again. Uh or or, 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 or keep going far in the postseason because I think they, they they they've brought back glory. This reminds me, and I know you're gonna say you expected this. This reminds me of when LeBron James brought back the winning ways to Cleveland after 50 uh, years of, of championship yes. drought. And, and then he's, he's done the same for Milwaukee. So I, I, I suppose now uh, I know he wasn't born in, in, in Milwaukee, they, like LeBron was born in Cleveland, but I think he's now becoming to Milwaukee what LeBron is to, yeah. to Cleveland because he's brought that glory back. And then he's not just a run-of-the-mill player. He is somebody they've I mean, since Jason Kidd in the 20, after the 2017 All-Star game decided to put the entire weight of that 
franchise on his shoulder and he was like yeah my shoulders are broad enough i can carry this let's go Jim I, I think absolutely and I, and, I, and i think he, his milwaukee's lebron james let, 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 let's just put it okay. out there i mean i hear you i know your love for lebron james makes these comparisons a little bit more palatable <laughs> um and in a way he is but i also feel that he's 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 obviously so different to lebron in so many different ways the sense that lebron had a chance to stay with his team looked at the guys around and said i'm going to miami Giannis had the exact same situation everybody and their moms was saying Giannis, you best go and find somewhere else to go he said you know what i kind of like milwaukee and i like doing it the hard way and he stuck it out and he won a championship and he won his first championship at a younger age than lebron did mm-hmm. so there's some really impressive stuff that he's managed but i do think that the bucks are at a, a really weird turning point here because they will obviously keep the majority of this team though mm-hmm. i do think that if they want to win a championship even again next year they're going to have to make some changes and there's a few players who i think you know might be on, on the sort of trading block with say thank you so much for your service but uh, we're going to have to bring somebody else in um, I look at somebody like like Brook Lopez, and I think he's been fantastic for them in this in this run. But they could get a younger guy who could potentially try and stretch the floor a little bit. So, you know, yeah. it's possible. If the, if the likes of Whiteside are available, you, you could always replace a Brook Lopez with a with a Hassan Whiteside. Oh, Brook Lopez's three point shooting was really important to this team Absolutely. as well. It's just that his perimeter defense gosh anyway the less said about that the better just to, to wind it off um counter i just want to say you know you and i both met Giannis in 2015 when he was in mm-hmm. joburg for the africa game yep. and he was a fresh-faced pup but there was a hunger and a drive in that young man that we saw that day that made him stand out in that game but also made me sit back and think there's something about this kid and he's going to be a star and no one would have seen this no no one would have seen this um because i probably would have gotten more autographs and um better pictures definitely but i think that it's so great to see people of african extraction doing something remarkable on a global stage and you know it's not just Giannis who is doing it in the nba though he's the latest to have done it there's shades of hakim olajuwon in his game and i absolutely Mm -hmm. love i mean I think of this and I think of Hakeem and I think about how people try to belittle Hakeem's championship because Jordan wasn't there but then you play who's in front of you and Hakeem went and yep. won two championships Yanis could potentially do the same thing so you know this is great for for basketball it's great for African basketball it's great for European basketball it's great for basketball as a whole so let's leave the uh, the podcast off the calendar thank you so much brother um as always the NBA gives and it gives very generously. Um, the True. season's come to an end, but we will, doing, we will be doing another show after the draft so that um, we can talk about the future of this league um, even uh-huh. closer. And then, you know, we'll, we'll see what's what's rest before we close out the season. But thank you so much. This has been uh, the Post of Podcast. Thank you for listening. This is Cyrus Rogers. That's been Counter Chama. And we'll catch you again next time.